Great. How are you? I'm good. Didn't wake up, did I? No, no. Well, we're looking forward to your show at Aeolian Hall. Is it an acoustic show we're looking forward to? Are you plugged in? Well, it's an acoustic that'll be plugged in, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a hybrid kind of show. Uh, It's a duo thing, me and Dave Dunlop. and It's acoustic sort of based, all of it, but um, two acoustic guitars. Uh, And it covers, you know, a fairly wide range of stuff, all the old Triumph things redone and and, uh, some new material and in the last year, Dave and I put out a couple of records. One of them was called Recovery Room 9, and it had a lot of cover songs on it, tunes that we kind of like to do. And so we sprinkled the set with some of those. And then we redid all the Triumph stuff in, in an acoustic thing. It's a new album called Then Again. And, and I never escape that. doesn't matter what kind of gig I play. <laughs> Let's talk about Recovery Room 9. You did nine cover songs. Yep. In, in, a, in a place called Room 9, Dave's studio is Room 9. Dave is a big recreation beer league hockey player guy, and he loves the number nine. Okay. He's obsessed with it. So everything has to come in nine. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, why we had nine nine tracks. Yeah. And, room and nine. we... Uh, we we would be out on the road playing gigs, and then you know we'd be sitting in a dressing room beforehand or, or afterwards, and be saying, "Hey, you know, it'd be nice if we had something for a little shot of energy at this point in the set, or you know, wouldn't it be great if we had something that everybody recognized?" And there's songs that we like, you know, uh, yeah. writers we like, and and so we, we we had a list, and we had Paul Simon and Springsteen and and Sting, and you know, just different artists. Stevie on. Wonder, yeah. yeah. Well, we would try some things in the studio, and, and you know they would end up not being so great. And then, <laughs> and we go, yeah, okay, so that's out. And then there'd be there'd be ones we try, and we go, no, that that's that's you know there, there's something to that. Yeah. We were looking for something that would have a spark of our own originality in it, even if it was someone else's tune. And yeah. you know, you're, you're just looking for things that kind of had had a kind of an energy in them, you know. So yeah, we'll probably throw in like a Stevie Wonder song, a Don Henley song, you know, maybe even. Is it, when you're going in there and you decided to do the, the cover thing, is it easier to go in um, with the arrangement all done? You've got the lyrics, you've got the music. Is it easier to do that? Or is it actually tougher because there's, you feel that like there's more pressure on you? The process for me has become a, a fear. Like, I, I know what I'm doing, or at least yeah. I, know what I'm, what I, what, uh, I know what to expect. And it, I don't think it's easy no, no matter what circumstances you're given, yeah, you know uh, the the process is still it, it's hard work to try and arrive at what you consider to be something good, you know, and yeah. so you have to do your due diligence, no matter whether it's been served to you on a platter or whether you're coming up uh, with work from nothing. But um, you know, I think the thing is when you're working with proved proven material you know that this is a great song it's already been a great song for somebody and it's worked really well in a commercial way yeah. so now the 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 thing kind of gets flipped on its head now the audience is going to have a certain kind of expectation they know this tune so yeah. now you better be doing something with it that justifies <laughs> the fact that you've screwed it up <laughs> you know like especially when you take something like i don't know you're born to run by bruce yeah you, you know i mean there's people that Sort of worship that guy, and yeah. that song is the soundtrack of their life. And they go, "What? Are you, don't mess with that! What are you doing?" You know. <laughs> so you have to sort of try and, you know, that becomes the the challenge of that. Yeah. But I've been at it so long that, and I have a group of my own songs that have kind of, you know, run that course. And, yeah. and I have people sitting in the audience in front of me going, "Now, Rick, you know, that's the soundtrack of my life. Don't mess with my song." <laughs> but you know, I've played it 
uh, you know, 10,000 times, yeah. you know, and so you're, I'm searching for something new to, yeah. so that it'll make it enjoyable, and that becomes part of the thing. You're just, you're always looking for that spark, you know? Something different. Yeah. Last year, you guys got uh, Triumph, in fact, got uh, a street named after you? <laughs> Yes. Now, does that mean that you get to drive down the middle of the road? Because my husband always says, I pay my taxes. I can drive on both sides. It's one of those drivers that, uh, that <laughs> likes to drive down the middle of the road. And I always tell him, you know, what, what are you doing? I pay my taxes. I can drive on both sides. Does this mean that you own the road kind of thing? Uh, we, got to, we got to walk on the road with a marching band, a, <laughs> a Scottish pipe band. It was Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was very surreal. Uh, it, it, like, it was very spinal tap. Like, the whole thing. Like... My wife and I were kind of just killing ourselves laughing, you know, most of the time. And we didn't want to seem to be disrespectful to this lovely process where, you know, there's an honor happening and there's yeah. politicians there. And they've got taped things from like Don Cherry and Mayor, mayor Hazel McCallion here in Mississauga, you know, the oldest, the world's oldest living mayor. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, so there, it, 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 you kind of had to be. And they had um, uh, Wounded Warriors was involved. The whole thing of Triumph... Uh, uh, we'd had an al- an album called Allied Forces, and and you know we'd been the band that had the songs like Fighting the Good Fight and, and Hold On to Your Dreams and Never Surrender and all these kinds of things. So yeah. there was always a kind of a military duty kind of thing that kind of ran through Triumph. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, the sort of branding or graphic imaging and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, so it was a natural that that would be the charity we hooked up with for this particular thing, and so there was a. You know, there was a serious side to it, and, but it just seemed kind of funny to me. It was like a real hello Cleveland thing. And I'll give you just a quick example. At one point, they, you know, when it came time to cut the ribbon, and they had this ribbon, but it was sort of over a pile of old construction dirt and junk because the, they hadn't really finished building this little <laughs> this little suburban, you know, area yet. So it was yeah, kinda, you had the red clay everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah. So they, and they got the you know the the ribbon stretched over this thing, and they decide, well, you know, Triumph made it big in Texas originally, so we're not going to just use scissors to cut this. We're going to get a chainsaw. Oh, so a, a guy steps out from behind a pile of you know junk, I don't know, and and uh, skids and crates and things, and he's got a chainsaw, and he starts to try and fire it up. He gives it a yank, and it's like ring, 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 and it just wouldn't start. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm standing there, and it's just trying not to laugh. Yeah, it seems so funny. I go, okay, we got scissors because we've got time to go to Plan B. You know. <laughs> Hopefully, your wife had some nail scissors in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they did have backup scissors. Oh, good. <laughs> Someone that had a little bit of foresight, you know. Oh man, well that's an adventure. That's you know what? That's memories right there. It is, and and you know it was great. We we like in my studio. I have one of the road signs, Triumph Lane. Oh, cool. And, and you know the the we've got all of the. the documentation that came from the different levels of government, these official-looking kinds of things. And so it, it's lovely, you know, and, and I got one of those Queen's Diamond Jubilee Awards this year. And nice. Yeah, so this is what happens when you get old. Like, <laughs> they crotch you out and they go, all right, all right, give them something. Have you got an honorary doctorate yet? Isn't that next on the list? Uh, well, I did actually. I, <laughs> yeah, well. Do we have I, to call you Dr. Rick Emmett? No, I'm not a doctor, I, but I did get my degree finally from my college even oh. though I never graduated. You know. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and I teach there now. There's, there's a real irony in a lot of this, you know. At Humber, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, no doctorate for me, but I, I teach a music business course there, and I share the honor with um, 
a guy named uh, Andrew Scott, and he has a doctorate, and so he's the doctor, and I'm the rocker. So okay, that balances it out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Now you have uh, the your latest album. You've got a couple solo albums, I guess, that are coming out. But uh, then again, yes. Um, when did that drop in stores? Just like this week? Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, do things ever drop in stores anymore? I don't even know. Yeah. No, they, they they sort of you know crawl out on Digitally, the internet in yeah. thousands of places, and and then. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, you see, you know, can you get it at iTunes becomes yeah. the, the, the more important thing. Yeah, it came out uh, the last couple of weeks. It's been making its way out. And I actually have real CDs that people might actually buy at gigs or, or you know, um, through my website at Maple. And so, yes, it's out. And that, as I described earlier, that's, the you know, a remaking of the Triumph stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but unplug kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. And. You know, Dave Dunlop and I have done those tunes. I think Dave's been playing with me now for maybe 17 years, something like that. So, I mean, they've been well road tested in this form. (laughs) Yeah, so it was kind of fun to do it. And, you know, I mean, I'm betraying a few trade streets here, but as I get older, I I tend to drop my guitars down a little bit so that I can hit some of the high notes. But I've even transposed some of the keys of some of the songs because I just can't hit them. Well, you know what? It's better you hit it solid than not, right? Yeah, well, the other thing, of course, when I was 30 years old, I figured I was going to live forever, and yeah. I was always going to be able to hit these incredibly ridiculously high notes, and they were ridiculously Yeah. High. I remember doing a gig once with uh, Journey, and Steve Perry came to me and said, are you hitting high E's on some of those tunes? I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, you're out of your mind. That's insane. <laughs> you know. So I saw Steve Perry on TV. He was at one of those uh, San Francisco games, and he was singing one of his tunes with the crowd. Not hitting the high E's, though, I bet. No, <laughs> Not even no, close. None of us can do that anymore, right? <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, yeah, so the songs have had, you know, some rearrangements and things, but uh, uh, Dave was, you know, afterwards was very, uh, the making of the record, he was very um, praiseworthy in saying, hey, geez, you know, you were really singing your butt off. That was great stuff. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And you've got a couple of CDs uh, that you're going to give us for a lucky winner, as long along with a, a pair of tickets to go to the show on uh, Thursday. Indeed, I got a, a little prize pack where you know they can get the two new uh, Rick Emmett albums, the Then Again album and the Recover, Recovery Room Nine. But I've also got a copy of the uh, Triumph Greatest Hits, which is actually a DVD and and uh, CD, and the Triumph Live at Sweden, where nice. that was the reunion gig we did in 2008, and that's come out on DVD, and, and it's a CD in the package as well, just in case you don't want to be bothered, you know, watching on TV, and you just want to listen to the music. That's there's right. A, there's a disc for that, so, and they're nice little packages, and so that makes for a nice little prize pack. Oh, for sure, and we're going to throw in a pair of tickets, so oh, good. Um, why don't we take, what color should we take? Between oh, don't 10. you think it should be nine after our I, conversation? I, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's take caller number nine. Okay, six seven nine three six seven nine thirty seven thirty three. Like Rick said, caller nine gets the uh, four CD pack, which is actually six discs and a pair to go and uh, check out your show, Aeolian Hall, seven ninety five Dundas Street East, Thursday night. And the doors open at seven. And what time do you take the stage? I think we're around eight o'clock. Perfect. Perfect. Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, Kate. It was a pleasure. Great talking to you, and uh, all the best to you. I'm going to hope to talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks, Rick. Bye-bye.